you've got new music coming out right now. Uh-huh. Um, we can talk about that and talk about kind of your career before that. Okay. Um, first, what brings you to Rexburg today? Uh, Emily. She's just been so kind. It's like, what did I tell her? She's like the, I don't know, I don't have a good example of like, she's just like the the one believer that was like, just reached out, was like, hey, I like your stuff. Would you be willing to come up? And anyway, so she, it, that kind of started with a conversation with her and then she started spreading the good word. And that sounded horrible. Like, <laughs> spreading the good word. <laughs> she started spreading. The gospel of guy. <laughs> the opportunity, making it a possibility. Yeah. So. Yeah, so grateful. So grateful to be up here. It's actually my, my first time ever being in Rexburg. We have some good family friends who are from here, so. And then I used to work for LDS Business College before it was Ensign College. And my, my business partner at the time would come up for the P2B conferences that the school would, ha- do they still do that conference here? Yeah, so it's like every other semester or every couple semesters they oh, do okay. it, yeah. So yeah, he would come up and MC those events and he would come back and just be like, you guys, BYU-Idaho has it together. Like he would just, he would just rave about how amazing this place is. So well, I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, I've been to LDS Business College like once uh-huh. and I was like, whoa, this this place is special. I mean, oh, it's, it's like cool. what, it's a cool place. five-story building yeah, yeah. and just everything you need is right there. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool place. I was grateful for my time to work there and I learned a ton, but yeah, I'm so grateful to be here, dude. Yeah. So you're doing full-time music right now? Yeah, I so... I did the schooling thing and then started working full-time for LDS Business College while I was a student there um, and just had a phenomenal experience. Everything there was great. Um, but then finished working there and went and worked for another um, church-owned entity that's kind of uh, a marketing agency that does like the, the, um, like the Christmas campaigns that they do every, every year and stuff, like the giving machines and stuff. Um, so worked there for a year, left that and started a marketing company with, with a business partner and did that for like five years. And then two years ago was like, I think it's time for, for a change. We both felt that way and we made the change and I um, held onto a portion of one company and he held onto a portion of another. And that allowed me the opportunity to say, what do we want to do? Like my wife and I, you know, and it was like music, obviously is the thing I've been dreaming of doing. And so it was about... Um, it was about January of, of 2022 that I got really serious about writing and finishing a record. And so in about four, four months' time, wrote the tunes, got them produced and mixed, and then released it last May. And it's just kind of been a ride since then. It's been a lot of fun. So full-time. I, I think that's when I discovered you. I don't know oh, okay. how, but I oh, remember crazy. pulling up your video. Um, what's the music video? It's a mo- the moment. Oh, in this moment. In this moment. Oh, yes. you've seen that. Okay, oh yeah, cool. last year. I was just. Thanks for who watching. Who knows? I was on YouTube and there it was. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I love this guy. Where's more? Oh, I want more. And then no kidding. Emily awesome. said you're coming this summer, and we're like, oh, this is so cool. So oh, we're thank you, excited dude. to have you. Thank you. That's I'm honored. That's kind of you. Thanks. I know you've got some inspiration. You've been doing music not just now, but. Previously, when you were a kid, you did you wrote music and yeah, yeah. you were involved with a lot of things. Uh-huh. Um, tell me kind of your influences and how you describe your music. Okay. Uh, so my influences, um, it's funny, we were just on a drive, you know, the three and a half hour drive from Utah to here. And it was just a walk down like all these influences. We were listening to Toto, we were, you know, talking about Stevie Wonder, and we were listening to just a bunch of like late 1970s, early 1980s music production. And that is what I grew up on. 
that's what we listened to. Saturday mornings, we'd wake up to my dad playing Jackson 5 songs. And it would, that's like, I hear that music and it just triggers like, I need to go do chores somewhere. Like that's, that was my upbringing. And so um, I thought I had on the drive up actually was, I have been so influenced by mature musicians, my entire upbringing, like just, and I, how do I explain this? Like growing up in the studio, I wasn't with kids my age playing music. I was with people my dad's age and their careers. And so, and all of the music they listened to was what I got interested in. And so some people might think of that and be like, oh, okay, so he's not, he's not gonna have, he's not gonna bring anything new to the table, which maybe is true. Maybe I'm not bringing much that's new, but, um, but I do think that a lot of the maturity and professionalism that, that I grew up being around still matters to me. Like I want it to, to sound great. I want it to be real. I, I, I'm okay with programming things when I need to, but like I really do like the idea of like real musicians playing real music. And so even tonight, like we're bringing a full band because there's just something special about seeing like a band of musicians that are speaking that language of music together. And I think that's what I grew up on was just being around mature, really talented people that that spoke that language together so i'm grateful for that yeah and we need to mention your dad owns uh, the oldest studio in utah i think so at this point i think it's the longest running commercial facility i bet the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints has been record they've been recording in utah longer than you know but yeah he's been his studio's been around for a long time and it's just yeah been a blessing to be around that yeah so what kind of people did you grow up seeing in that studio? Uh, a lot, of, obviously a lot of local um, LDS talent would, would come through, but like my aunt was married to the lead guitarist for Kansas, the, the major classic rock band. Um, I was just talking with her uh, a week ago about, about those days and, and like some of the amazing experiences my dad had being on tour with Kansas and like just, just cool stuff. So um, I don't know, like we've gotten to, to work with like our, our heroes, like a lot of, um, a lot of musicians from LA that play on like every motion picture. A lot of our focus down there in Utah has been on um, Broadway musicals and stuff over the years. And so we've hired musicians from like London to come out and record on these Broadway musicals that we've recorded for theaters all over the world. And like just insanely talented people that I feel like I for sure have no business. They they have, you know, it's, it's totally within their wheelhouse to be working with these incredible musicians. But I've, I'm like, I don't have any business being in this room, but. You're just having fun, right? Yeah, it's all a blast, totally, yeah. But you're also talented, so... That's kind of you do things. Uh, so you have have all these musicians doing all this thing. How would you describe your music that you're putting together? Yeah, now? yeah. Um, uh, I've always thought it was just kind of pop rock, but then as a musician, you do, you do listen to what your listeners say about your stuff, not just for the validation side of it or whatever, like I hope they like it, obviously that's there, but, but more like I listen, I want to know like, what are you hearing? Because I'm just curious to know that. And I think the best way to describe it at this point, people say like retro pop rock, which is, I think is spot on. It's like, yeah, it's retro influenced kind of modern pop rock. So uh, I think that's a good describer of it. Yeah, I know some people call it kind of funky. You've, you've yeah, got, there's some funk in it. Um, there's for sure some, uh, sometimes people say like, I, I hear some like Randy Newman, I hear some Stevie Wonder in there. Song, there's some songs we'll be playing tonight where uh, people say it sounds like Doobie Brothers or like some of that older stuff. Some people say sometimes it sounds like Harry Styles, you know, so like it could, it's all over the place, but it's all kind of influenced from uh, an era where 
you had to be a really good musician to make it in the world. And so I'm hoping that that can come through too. Those, those, you know, like just good musicianship, good rhythms, good harmonies, tight harmonies, fun melodies, all that stuff. I know a lot of those things you're producing yourself. You play the keyboard, uh-huh. uh, the bass. What else do you play? Uh, guitar and some drums on some tracks. Uh, really, whatever needs to be played. But uh, I way prefer to be at the keys and then hire people who are really, really talented. Um, that's that's my joy. I love seeing... Um, I actually just, just recently had um, a bass player who's played on some of John Mayer's stuff. He was playing on a track. And I love watching... Um, those talented musicians come to a track, hear it for the first time, and get their take on like what they're feeling and hearing. Um, and as a producer, that's that's one of the joyful things about producing music is kind of almost being like a project manager, where you have maybe kind of a big picture of what you want to happen, but you're bringing people who are talented, way more talented than you feel you are, to come and do what they do really well and make something that you know by yourself you couldn't have done what they brought to the table and so yeah there's a song coming out um in maybe four or five weeks from now called lonely world Um, i haven't talked about it a ton but but this song has been a joy to produce for that reason bringing uh just incredible musicians there's there's a a string section like orchestra on it um this incredible bass player i just talked about as well as another drummer named aaron sterling from la he's incredible and all of these guys, just what they brought to the song is so special. I'm so excited to share that song. And we'll play it tonight at the show. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Extra stuff tonight. Yeah, yeah. Are you editing this yourself when you say produce? Are you actually in the booth editing and putting it together? It depends on the song. Yeah, yes. Um, typically, how a song works for me is I'm tracking everything like I'm the engineer. Um, I'm designing all the sounds on keyboards or synthesizers. And then as a producer, you make all the, the decisions in terms of like, I hear a guitar on this and this is the kind of guitar sound I want. Do I play that or do I need to get somebody who's really good at that language and hire them to do it? Um, So again, like uh, your project manager, you're also kind of like the painter saying, I'm gonna choose the color palette here. I'm gonna choose where the paint's going. But then after production, there's mixing involved obviously and, and I typically hand the mixing off to somebody who's far more qualified. However, this Friday there's a song coming out where I did all of that. I did the production, played all the instruments, and then uh, did the mixing as well on it. And so I don't think it's, it sounds as good as the other songs, but everybody that's heard it so far, they really like it. So I'm hoping it will be well received. One last note, I do need to say on production, while I, I typically do pr- produce by myself, um, earlier this year I did go out, I was invited to go out and, and co-produce some songs with an incredible producer named John Fields in Minneapolis. And uh, he's just insane. He was so fun to work with. We did three and a half days together. Uh, and it was, it was some of the fastest decision-making I've ever seen for a musician where there are literal takes on the, on the album, Brandon, where, or on the songs, where he was like, I hear a guitar, and he's sitting in front of the console, right? And he'd reach over and grab a guitar, strap it on, plug it in as the song's playing, and he's hit record, and he'd play like a lick and look over at me and would be like, that's Keeper, and he'd take the guitar off. You know, it was like, just lay it down quick. Don't think about it, just do what feels good. And that stuff was all keeper. It'd be like these one little just ideas that we'd lay down and be like, keep it. It's perfect. So I can only dream of being able to do that. Like I sit down at the piano and I go, nope, there's nothing. Do you play? Okay, so you play a little bit. If, if there's sheet music, I can, I can play, right but no, nothing just comes out. My son, yeah. 
he he could just sit down and play. Cool. And my daughter, one of my daughters, but yeah, oh, cool. it, it's a talent that I don't have. Yeah. Well, it was it was super fascinating to watch and a, and a lot of fun to. Uh, it it felt like um, when you hear pro athletes or or even pro musicians talk about like I wanted to be the person in the room who felt like I was I was I didn't belong or I was like the the dumbest person in the room or I was surrounded myself with way more talented people than myself you know and that's how it felt like it was just like I'm learning so much being around this kind of experience and talent he was the guy who produced the Jonas Brothers first three records that were like mega platinum hits you know that were totally famous and cool um and he's done so much since then. He's he's working with Ben Rector on a regular basis right now, and just like some of my heroes of, of today. And and so it was just like it was it was like better than like paying to go get a degree. No offense to BYU Idaho or anybody that's that's doing that. Like it was my kind of education. I really wanted to go get. It was just so fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to hear some of these songs as they oh, come out. So kind. Well, a couple of them. The last two songs I released were produced out there in Minneapolis, and and they're really special to me. Um, but we've got a couple more that will come out, and we're playing all of them tonight, that, those new ones. And then there's obviously six other songs that uh, are on this, this current album that are coming out that I've, I'm producing and doing out here in Utah. So I know you've fun. you've taken some of these songs to the streets of Provo, oh, yeah. I think, yep. and yeah, <laughs> trying, yeah. to, trying to get some reaction. What's that yeah. like to, to have people on the street listening to your stuff? And not quite sure if they like it or not. <laughs> it's like... It's just like at Costco, just like offering a sample. Do you want some of these dino nuggets? Like, so it's like, except not everybody, you know, is going to love dino nuggets. So you just kind of go into it just like, this is just fun. This is, I'm just getting to share myself with people. And I, I actually hope going into those situations and doing kind of the man on the street thing that I hope that people will give me funny reactions. So if they hate it, I almost hope that they will be really over the top in saying they hate it. And unfortunately, nobody's ever done that. They're all, everybody, you know, is always just kind of like, they try to find a way to say like, here's what I like about it, you know? I almost wish somebody would be like, this is garbage. Like, this is what you do, you know? Like, I would love that because it would just be great content. But it's a lot of fun to just put yourself out there and try to get over taking yourself too seriously. I do that too often, so. Yeah. Uh, this is, you're a family man, you have five kids, mm-hmm. uh, your wife's a musician, yeah. uh, amazing singer, pianist. She is, she really is. Uh, what is it like now doing music full-time and thinking about your family and, and providing for them? Oh, uh, there's several components to it. It, I, t- I tell Kelsey, it's the, it's the dream I have nightmares about. Uh, we have a, it's so much fun. We homeschool our kids as well. And so we are all at home a lot together. And my studio is at our house. And, and I try to have kind of an open door policy where it's like, I don't want to lock my studio door to get work done. Like I want my kids to be able to come through the door and, and come and be with their dad. Like anytime they feel like they, they need dad, you know? Um, and so there's a lot of joy that comes from that togetherness that we're all we're all doing this together. It's not me. It's not my thing. I, when I talk about it at home, it's like, hey, we have a show coming up in Rexburg. You know, um, my wife and kids aren't here tonight, but it is there with me, and and I'm back home with them. It's such a team effort. Um, but the other thing I have to say though is like, there's nothing. Well, there are a few things that are more joyful to me than seeing the 
the joy that Kelsey and I get in making music even together. We actually, um, we actually, are kind of, we have a Christian rock group thing together that we record every once in a while, release a song every once in a while, um, called Vern. If anybody wants to go check out Vern, V-E-R-N. But, um, but watching our kids join in, like just this morning, I was rehearsing a song, and I could hear, um, I could hear my daughter Zoe. She was in the other room and she was singing harmonies that aren't in the song, but she was just making up harmonies. And it was just like, she's only seven. She's so good at this. I hope that I hope our kids all want to keep music in their lives because right now it's so joyful to have music in the home all day long. So yeah. I don't know if I've answered your question. Yeah, totally. Um, and I know your music, you try to keep it family friendly. Uh, yeah. I mean, not just try, you are doing it, uh, which, which is rare these days. I mean, uh, we play a lot of music in our house and... You have to have that filter on, yeah. and you don't have to do that with your music. Uh, oh, that's you. a conscious choice. I. It is assume. a conscious choice. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not a conscious choice. Like I'm constantly trying to course correct. Like I'm just. I'm not writing songs that have stuff in it, and I don't feel compelled to go that direction. And I also don't feel. Um, I don't feel any kind of judgment towards any of my artist friends or any musicians that that do do that. But I do feel compelled that um, I love the idea of, of me being able to feel good about anything I'm making, bringing it home to my family and, and any other family being able to do that as well. Just, just knowing that, hey, you know what? Guy Ritchie given stuff is always going to be safe, I guess. I don't know. I hope it's not only safe, but I hope it's like also like, like truly the best it can be, you know. And so for sure I'm on a mission to create that kind of music. Yeah, and it's it's so fun just just listening as a family, <laughs> just kind of bopping around and, oh, and tapping you, the foot. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you hope to be in five years with your music? My hope in five years is to to have released uh, several more albums. I don't know. I don't have a good idea of how many more, but to have collaborated with. Um, more of my favorite musicians, uh, so to continue that trend. And honestly, I'd love to, I would love to be uh, going, I guess, all over the country if possible and, and doing more shows like we're doing tonight, just, you know, gathering people and families or loved ones, friends together and, and enjoying music. I, I will say, I feel like I'm on the faith plan with all of this. Um, like whatever the Lord is, is telling us to do is what we're trying to do. And so sometimes I get caught up in worrying about what is going to happen in a year from now. And at the same time, I kind of feel like, well, so far the Lord's shown me what he wants me to do. And so it's been working okay on his plan, you know, so I'll just keep trying to turn it over to him and, and hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll stay humble enough to just like keep my eyes open and, and really appreciate and enjoy what he's giving me in this moment, just like that song in this moment. Enjoy it. Um, Final question. What can people expect tonight at the concert? Uh, talented musicians up on stage and, and I, I will do my best as well. The rest of the band is so good. They're so talented. Um, we're, we're just going to sing our hearts out. There's going to be for sure several songs that um, if you're the type of person that want, wants to dance, I hope you'll let loose and dance you know there's lots of lots of fun groovy music um 
I don't know. Just like if you've ever heard my music, it's just that, just live tonight. It's a lot of the same stuff. The band is truly talented. My brothers, my dad, and Matt, the drummer, they're all so, so good. And so, like, real good musicianship tonight. And the sound system's going to sound great. Eli's going to be mixing the show. He's a local Rexburg guy here. He's awesome. So it's going to be good. Guy Richie Givens, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it, Brandon. So nice to meet you.